Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. David Nagel, welcome to another episode of What's the Truth. My guest is Kelly. Kelly, how are you? Doing well. Thank you. Doing how well. Are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm really glad to have you on the show. I'm happy so, to be here. Cool. Um, so let's get into what the what the problem is that you're experiencing. Can you tell me what what's actually going on? What's the problem, and and what do you want the outcome to be? Sure. Yeah. So I have spent uh, the better part of the last five years and especially uh, really more the last three years doing a lot of work, uh, originally starting with business development and uh, leading to personal development, uh, financial mindset and so forth. And I think I've made a lot of progress. and I'm really happy with the impact the work I've been doing has had on my life overall. Um, however, I am still not seeing the, um, the results in my bank account. So, you know, in other words, my financial goals I haven't even reached what I would consider to be my level one goals yet. And so I, I've really ramped up the work that I'm doing within the last, especially, you know, like last 90 days, I'm participating in uh, your 90 day challenge program. And I think I am, I think I'm really on the right track. However, I've had really horrific blind spots before in the past. And so my question really is, am I on the right track? Do I need to just keep, keep going the direction I'm going? Or is there something big that I'm still missing? Okay. So you're, you, to answer your question about are you on the right track, are you making the progress that you want? With money or in general with the, my well, life? And if, well, if the goal is money, if the goal is a financial goal, then I'm asking specific to that. No. You're not making progress. No. So how long have you not been making progress toward that goal? Um, pretty much since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, that was when things went south. Um, and I started really using the opportunity of there was kind of a pause, there was things were slower. Uh, that's when I really started hitting it hard. And looking at this as an opportunity to, well, a fix some of the things that had been uh, problematic in my business. Uh, so and just a little bit of background, I have a law firm. Um, and I also have a new, relatively new, it's about 15 month old uh, coaching practice. So specifically, I, I started using that time to address some of the problems, um, infrastructure type issues that I had with my law firm. And I'm real happy with the, that, that progress. And also looking at what do I need to do in order to, um, I guess, pivot, right? And the answer there was, well, the coaching practice had previously really been limited to clients of my law firm who needed additional support. And the idea that I had, I don't know how far into the pandemic, but it was um, with some of your series, some of the free series and the podcast series um, about pivoting and adjusting that I realized that the coaching is where it is probably um, extending that outside of my law firm and into uh, the general public. And that's what I haven't really made any progress yet. Uh, on. I have no new clients. And in fact, I lost the, uh, the biggest uh, account that I had or, you know, or uh, package that I had going in um, lost because of COVID. In other words, the stock market decline caused my clients, uh, the person who was paying 
to uh, change her mind about uh, funding him for renewal. So now that that particular count, though, gives me, uh, how do I want to say this? It was a really, really successful relationship. Okay. Um, he was really happy with my services. Um, he, I was actually thinking as we were approaching the end of the six-month contract that I need to bring up the subject of renewal, but he was the one who actually brought it up um, in advance of me doing so and saying, I am so happy with the work that we've been doing. You're a lifesaver, so forth and so on. So, you know, I keep that in my mind anytime I'm tempted to have doubts um, about, you know, anything to do with that. But what I haven't done yet is... Was that a coaching yeah. contract? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. He, he was a client of the law firm as well, but he retained on, um, and, and I'm actually kind of proud of this. This was a, a, a $30,000 six-month contract um, with wonderful. bi-weekly check-ins. Yeah. It was a really wonderful package. It worked really well for him. We started with accountability stuff for the law firm, the things he needed to do with legal services, you know, that the team wants him to do to make sure that he was helping us get the best possible result. And by us, I really mean my team. I direct and supervise legal services these days. I'm not the attorney in the trenches. So my, my part was working with him one-on-one -on -one to provide the support that helped him get out of his own way so he could get all that stuff done. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's, that's one of the things that clients often have trouble with, even when they are, most of our clients are very capable, you know, people, often high achievers. And, and that was the thing, that was actually the birth of my coaching practice too, because, you know, with my own progress, you know, mentally, I suddenly saw um, for the first time, probably a couple of years ago, maybe more like 18 months ago, what it is that had always baffled me with regard to my clients, not just mine, any criminal defense client who is capable, you know, is um, a high achiever, why don't they do all the things that their lawyers ask them to do to get the best possible result? And suddenly I had this light bulb moment, you know, after I had made a certain amount of progress on business development, like, well, it, it's the same reasons they needed our assistance in the first place. They're getting in their own way, just like I was getting in my own way with regard to business development. Okay. And you're, you're current, you don't, you don't have any current co coaching clients. No. Are you, are you asking people to buy? Are you having conversations? So, no. And um, what I did start doing, I mean, initially I was, I was following us. So I, I had a conversation with Steph Tuss, your CEO, um, about, uh, you know, doing sort of grassroots uh, social media marketing. Mm -hmm. um, and I was doing that and I think doing pretty well with it. And then, and, and kind of got flooded on my personal account. Um, and, and I'm not talking about in a good way. Some okay. of it was really good engagement. And then others was I had relaxed the standards for allowing people to invite me to be friends. Um, and suddenly was getting all the, you know, uh, people wanting to basically sexting, uh, you know, guys from Nigeria, blah. Right. And so I kind of had to get, yeah. go into um, some cleanup mode. And uh, that's when I shifted to, um, I already had this profile, but I hadn't been using it. Austin Kiala, in other words, a public profile, because that makes it easier to manage the, the engagement. Okay. Um, so I started doing all that and that was also initially successful. And, you know, I think part, part of my thing is consistency. Like I'll, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll do some and see some results and then I get distracted with, um, you know, the legal services with like right now I'm having to, um, or needing to, work with existing clients who need to provide additional funding. You know, the life of their case is stretched out because of the pandemic, you know, the details aren't, aren't, don't matter, but you know, the other things that do need my attention. And so in fact, just, I think it was this morning after our uh, morning uh, 
uh, teaching, mm-hmm. I, I set, set for my homework is what I actually need to do is set out, and actually this came up in a, a, another one I'm doing with Chris Kenny um, for sales. And both of you basically were coming from the same place I felt. And so to me, that's obviously a, a, a real good sign that, yep, this is what needs to be my homework, where I think starting tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, and just going out probably 30 days, spending at least 30 minutes doing the, the social media marketing, because it's consistency that I'm having a hard time with. Like, I'll remember like, oh, crap, it's been four days since I've posted anything. Um, but as far as having those conversations, that's not something that I really kind of... Uh, how do I describe this? Maybe ha- had the awareness of how to transition it, you know, from the engagement to the, the, the discussion, you know, a one-to-one, one-on-one discussion that did actually come up in Chris's training today. Um, okay. And it's interesting because I'd worked with him one-on-one. He taught me some of these skills in a face-to-face uh, networking type of, of, of situation. He was kind of teaching me how to do that, which is something I had historically um, was underdeveloped with my law firm because we did so well with the website in the early years. Um, and then even though I recognize it's the same skills, just applied to a different um, uh, platform, I guess. Yeah. It's, I, I haven't, some, for some reason, I, I, it, it doesn't translate easily for me. Um, and it's not that I'm not comfortable with the technology. I'm not sure what it is. Um, you know, but yeah, so that, that's where I've been a little bit stuck. Like, okay, so how do I translate the engagement when I'm getting that to actual conversations? So before we, before we address that, what, it sounds to me like you're working reactively instead of proactively. The, when, when income is not going up or when it's going up and down, there's not enough activity, correct activity in both areas of what generates leads every day and then the conversations that turn those into sales. That has to happen every single day. Otherwise, the business fluctuates violently sometimes. Um, And then a person's emotions fluctuate with it and then it messes with their self-esteem and it just goes down a, a terrible rabbit hole for an individual. So what is it about the consistency that's a problem for you? You know, the are word, you, that, the word you, that pops into my mind. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, the word that, that pops into my mind is uh, the word that you used earlier, and that's reactive. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's better now than it has been before. I mean, it's gotten progressively better um, in terms of being in the driver's seat of my time. But I do think that I'm still very reactive. And I think you might have been about to ask me about calendaring. Yeah. Um, and I do do that. I, I rely on my calendar very heavily. I use my calendar, but I think I could do better with that. Um, one of the things I try to do on a you know, weekly, biweekly basis is go back and look through. Well, actually, there, there's something that, that, that I did recently that, or I hit a point recently where I was like, this is not working. Um, and that was I, was, I was trying to go further in putting all the default times uh, in my day of, you know, I'm going to spend the, like, if I don't have other specific appointments, this is how I'm going to spend, you know, these days. And then when, when I did that, it was problematic for me because then I couldn't see the thing. I mean, there was so much stuff, you know, and it was, it, it, it felt cluttered and it seemed like, you know, it was hard to uh, get to the things like, okay, where are the outside commitments, you know, the appointments that I can't miss that are, that are now getting buried, um, and I was really concerned that I might overlook an appointment. 
those are, those wouldn't be put on the calendar. Those appointments are, aren't on the calendar. They are, but when I have, you know, 15 things in the day going like that, for some reason, when I'm looking at that agenda, um, you know, like at the beginning of the day, I'm more likely to miss something, you know, that is, you know, halfway through the day. In other words, I, I, I guess I'm used to thinking and seeing in the beginning, in the morning, kind of glancing through, you know, everything that's there and going, aha, right, I need to remember that I have a, an appointment at 10 o'clock. And in other words, looking for the unusual things. Well, actually, when I started, you need to leave the calendar open on your computer so you can see it as you're as you're going through your day so that you're doing proper time management of the day i typically do i'm talking about before i even really sit down at my desk okay you know, in other words the more like when i'm doing my miracle morning just sitting down to have my coffee you know reading i usually you know the reading that i'm working on um is, is usually i'll do that first thing when i'm sitting down with my coffee and i often will flip up in my calendar on my phone during that period because if I wait till I'm sitting at my desk, then, then that can be problematic because depending on if there's an unusual appointment, especially if it takes me off site, um, I may need to handle my morning differently. Um, you know, in terms of like doing hair, makeup, whatever it is, you know, I need to be aware that today's not a usual day. And so that's usually the things I'm looking for in that space, you know, in the very early morning um, when I'm planning, not. Who's planning your calendar? Me. You. Always. Okay. So I think you need to think through how you're planning it based on the outcomes that you want to experience, that you want to achieve, right? And certain things may not go well on mixed with other things on a certain day. And you have to think to yourself, if, if this is going to be an issue for me, like if I'm going to get my hair done, it's going to be an issue with this appointment, then either I have to make sure there's enough time or I have to move the hair to a different day. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. When I was talking about hair, I'm not talking about a hair appointment. I mean... If I have an appointment on my calendar for today, like this, that requires that I be what I consider downtown ready, then it's going to take me significantly more time to get ready if I have to do hair and makeup myself. Um, that, that's just what I meant, that how I handle my morning is, is going to so, be very different. Okay. So, again, it's still a planning problem because you're not looking mm -hmm. at everything that goes into getting ready. So, the getting ready part needs to be built into that into that time slot, right? If you have to do something to get ready for this call and it's going to take you a half an hour to do it, you have to block that off on the calendar and nothing else can right. come into that, into that space. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it does. It's interesting that you say that because I do that sometimes, but I guess I don't do that always. You have to do it always. Always. Other, otherwise, what ends up happening is it gets frantic throughout the day. There, it seems yeah. like that there's not enough time or you're rushing in between things or you didn't have enough time to prepare and you're not focused. But the, the real, the idea first is, is that you, you plan your calendar based on what goals you want to achieve. So if, you, so if you have a specific sales goal, how much time on the calendar goes into marketing, how much time goes into sales calls every day? And nothing gets to interrupt that. Nothing, not a client emergency, nothing. Because if you don't put yourself first in your life and your business, your life and your business will take over you, go, you going first. And it'll put everything else first. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, you didn't achieve your goals. Sure. Yeah. I've noticed if I put it in the morning, it's more likely to get done. Like in other words, put it before everything else, before everything else starts, uh, I don't know, ramping up. I, yeah, I had a question though. Nothing, but you keep, you, you've mentioned that a couple of times. It's like it's more likely to get done or not likely to get done. You determine that. You're, it's, those are the decisions that you're making based on what's on your calendar. You can't waver from it. It has to be like the golden rule. 
for yourself. If it's on the calendar, this is what I'm doing today and this is the order that I'm doing it. And unless somebody has to go to the emergency room, that's what's happening. So treat my general to-do list more like the morning commitments that we make in our Sacred 7 form in exactly. the 90-day program. Okay. Exactly. My, my whole life is planned out by the calendar. And it's one of the reasons, well, it is the reason why I'm able to get so much done. I know exactly what I'm doing, when I'm doing, and it's planned based on the achievement of whatever it is that we're going to achieve. So we set out goals, um, the, you know, big things, big events that we know ahead of time, they get put in the calendar. Time off gets put in the calendar. Vacations get put in the calendar. And everything from the time that I get up till the time I go to bed is in my calendar. So it, I'm never wondering what I'm going to do. And if something comes up, it can't take that space. It has to go somewhere else. Um, so whether I'm moving something somewhere else or I'm booking something somewhere else or one of my team is doing it, they, it, it can't just become another, uh, like another person's emergency can't be yours. It has to right. go somewhere else. Like if you, if, you were, if you were to like call Corey or something and say, I need to speak with David or you send him an email, he's going to look for when the next open phone slot is on my calendar and that's where you'll get booked if it works for you but it's not coming into my day where there's no room for it because I have to make sure that I'm focused on the things that move me forward every day based on the goals that I have and never waver from that. That's what will okay. cause your income to go up, you know? And I had a question circling back to, um, you know, the idea of putting the marketing and sales first. How much time would you recommend at this stage that I'd be blocking off every single day, every single morning um, to do that. You have to put in the amount of time that it takes to get the result. So you have to look at what are the results that I, if I, if I do an hour, if I do two hours, if I do five hours every day of, of sales, am I getting the result per day that I need to average out for, the, for that week and then that week for that month? And then it has to be adjusted accordingly. If it, the amount, if it takes more time, you have to put more time in. If it doesn't take that much time, then you don't have to put that much time in. But that's what needs to be blocked off to get the result. If I, so it's trial and error then. It is, it's trial and error until you get to know how much time on average it takes you and then you put, it, you put that much time in there. Okay. That consistency will get you all the results that you want because you're, you're intelligent, you know what you're doing, you have the, you have the drive. You, I mean, like it's all there. You're not following the calendar. I think that part there, what you just said, excuse me a minute. I might get emotional. Um, that there's a, a, a dark side piece right there when you said, you know what you're doing? Because huh, there's a, there's, there's that piece in there that says, no, you don't. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. You don't know what you're doing. You wouldn't have what you have in life if you didn't know what you were doing. I'm, I absolutely know you know what you're doing. But if you self-sabotage by not following the calendar, then it appears like you don't know what you're doing. And then that verifies that shadow side, that dark side. So you may have that voice in your head, but you have to ignore it and say, no, this is, what, this is what's happening. This is exactly what I'm going to do. This is how people hit goals because they do it when they're supposed to every single time and, and they, it allows them, number one, to get the result, which will also change that belief because then that'll prove that you know what you're doing and you'll build the habit of doing that. Okay. And, and really, that's it. You do, so in your 90-day challenge, you need to put that in there, right? 
And let's see where you are at the end of that, if the, at the end of our 90 days, just from where we are now. We're like, we're at 58 days in or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, let's see where you are. You follow that religiously with those things that cause you to make the sales. And I'll guarantee you, you have clients. Okay. So I think, I think for accountability purposes, I'm going to say right now, what I need to start with is go ahead and put in an hour, probably as soon as we get off this call or um, Zoom, Zoom chat yeah. and put it in extended out to at least covering our 90 day challenge period. And then I'll adjust the, the only thing that adjusts is the amount. Exactly. That's okay. it. And, and it I, has I'll to do be- it at like 9am or 10am or somewhere where it's like that solid, most productive space uh, on my calendar. Great. Fantastic. Okay. And then send me an email and let me know how you're doing in a few weeks. And you know, if I'm telling you, if you do it, you're going to have clients. You cannot do this and not have clients, especially since you've had clients before. It's not mm-hmm. like you don't know what to, how to have a conversation or what to say or what to look for. You know how to do that. It's just that you're not being consistent. And that will also break your financial set point and you will start achieving those financial goals and you'll do it quickly. Okay. So when I send you the email, uh, when am I sending it? What am I sending you? Uh, send it to me when you reach, when we reach the end of the, uh, towards the ni- end of the 90 days, okay. maybe like the last week. To say where I am. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you go the next two weeks and you religiously follow that calendar and you don't have anything, I want an email then. Okay. Because then something else is off that we have to, that we have to look at. But right now, the, the only thing that I see that's off is your consistency. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, um, how should I say? That's much better than I feared. Good. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. All right. Let's just go do it. Okay. Thank you very much. You're I welcome. Really, Thanks really for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you'd like to be considered as a guest for this show, please text TRUTH to 469-447-7775. Again, text TRUTH to 469-447-7775.